0: Uh, I got the special garlic mashed potatoes.
1: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 164 of Video Games Hot Dog, The Podcast. The Wizard. How's it going, guys? It's going all right. What have you been up to, Riff?
0: Watched a lot of anime, still working on uh, Maze of Games. I've, I've gotten into chapter three. It's starting to get difficult.
1: I got angry at the maze in chapter two and kind of walked away from it for a little while. The The book is called Maze of Games. Yeah, but it's a bad maze. It's not a good maze. The second maze. The first maze was fine. The second maze is not a good maze. You're not going to like the fourth maze.
0: I looked ahead a little bit. I'm not even sure how to go about doing that one except for just doing a
1: complete decision tree. Do you think that Taco Bell makes their tortillas out of fourth maze? Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, I do. A lot of levels. A lot of layers to that joke. Seven, Yeah, yep. seven
0: of them, yeah, <laughs> to be precise. You guys
1: are both going to joke
0: hell. <laughs> Look who's talking.
1: <laughs> well, no, I'm,
2: what what layer of joke hell do you think you're going to be on? Oh, uh, okay. Probably the sour cream layer, I'm okay. hoping.
1: Yeah. If I only had to, if I had to not ever have, oh, boy, I don't know. If you had to give up one of the seven layers, oh, like, uh, hmm. or rather, if you could only, if you had to give up all but one of the seven oh, layers. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man, no. no. That's a much rougher. That's not a good easy.
0: food. That just becomes a, that's like a, not a thing. It's just, well, I mean, you can just get the cheese and then all you've got is a, what, a quesadilla or whatever.
1: Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying you have to get a seven layer burrito with six of the layers gone. Oh, I'm oh. saying that. The seven layers represent seven kinds of food, and one of them is, you, you, like, you're not allowed to have the others from now on. Oh, oh Jesus. So I guess you got to keep cheese, right? Because, yeah, like, yeah.
2: cheese is too important. How is sour cream fundamentally different than cheese? Uh, it's uh. a liquid, and <laughs> it's... They're both forms of cream,
1: though. I don't think that that one would is just solid. Fly. One is just sour. You're, a- imagine you're, you're not talking to me, but talking, talking to Saint anymore. Peter. You're not going to be able to get into heaven if you don't follow the rules. You don't get to. You don't get to lawyer your way around this shit.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. <clears> if if so there,
1: are you saying it, it's a six-layer burrito, and you can sue them for false advertising because cream cheese and sour cream and cream, sour cream, and sour cheese? cream cheese? Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm proving your point here.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no, I'm just saying that like if they're if they're supposed to be stand-ins, like. Oh no, I can never eat sour cream again. That does that's not a loss.
1: Nobody cares about that. You can't eat I whipped sour milk. Whipped sour milk? Yeah, you uh you wouldn't care if you could never eat sour cream again? Yeah, I would totally just not care.
2: Oh, I love sour oh. cream. I, I know. I know you guys are you guys are we've we've proven time and again that you guys have terrible taste in food. You,
1: I just saw you not only eat sour cream, but eat sour cream so enthusiastically that you smeared it all over your clothing. Uh <laughs>
2: You and I have very different interpretations of events.
1: Okay, because I
2: did smear sour cream all over my clothing, but it was mostly it was to get of it off anguish. of my food. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: I see. What are the seven layers? There's beans. Yes. There's rice. Yes. There's sour cream. Yeah. There's cheese. There's tomatoes. These, there's I don't
2: think. I don't think the beans and the rice are layers. Lettuce.
1: Then. They're they're totally layers. Is no. There, is there beef on it? No, okay. it's vegetarian. Well, the there's, beans there's probably have lard in them. But
0: that's probably bears. why
2: I never eat those.
1: Oh, I like them. Are there's onions? That's it, then. That's the seven.
2: Because I, whenever I would order them, I would order them without onions, because those are gross.
1: Hmm. Gu- I think I would order them without tomatoes, because tomatoes are gross. There's I've no, since no guacamole. come, come a, to believe that...
2: Taco to, Bell seven-layer burrito. Isn't there?
1: No. Yeah, I guess you're right.
2: They don't have t- any kind of guacamole, as far as I know.
1: Hmm. It would surprise me if they didn't have guacamole at all.
2: Okay, I guess it's possible that I just never ordered it because it was fancy. <laughs> And I was buying, ta- I was buying tacos by the dozen. So by the quart.
1: Ugh. Just bad. Me, yeah. Just give me a quart of the slurry that goes into the front end of your machine. I don't, I don't care about the sorting that you do.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to be chewing it anyway. <clears throat> Ugh.
1: Gross. That was one of the only one of the only times I ever like sort of proved a point with my dad when I was a very young kid, where he was making fun of me for not liking to have my food touching. Okay. On my plate. And he said, it all goes to the same place anyway. And I said, yeah, but you don't have to look at it when it's down there. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, good
2: point. <laughs> I mean, w- yeah, would he would he just prefer to just have a blender and just pour every meal in no, it? No,
1: but he did a lot of shit like <clears throat> mixing up his corn and his mashed potatoes. That's good, though. No, it's not. Okay, it's fucking good. gross. Yep. Corn. It's good. On the cob only.
0: Uh, well, see, so you, have, you have particular... Corn-related issues. I think. What about like peas in mashed potatoes?
1: No fuck. What about peas and then mashed potatoes? Like a fucking American. I
2: think (laughs) that you had a problem where if you had corn, was it was it like cut off a cob and you still wouldn't like it?
1: I don't. Yeah, I mean because if somebody
2: like cuts off. Corn in front of you off of a cob, you still won't eat it Yeah, it's, it's gross. Not-
1: it's gross if it's not on the cob or in your mouth you as are, a result of you having you chewed it off the cob. are a crazy person. No, I know. <laughs> I acknowledge that that's crazy. Okay.
2: Because, <laughs> like, frozen corn is about as close to, like, freshly cut off the cob corn as you can get. Because, like, I, this is something that I, I revolutionized Jenny's life because she used to eat yeah. canned corn. Yeah. And I was like, Jenny, have you never had frozen corn? She's like, no. And I'm like, oh, my
1: God. I'm about to change your life. You've gone from the most disgusting possible thing in the world to something slightly less disgusting.
2: Canned corn has that like just sort of gross smell to it that I can't abide. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just frozen that corn? by drowning it in vinegar.
1: <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Do you like dump out the you dump out the liquid from the can of corn into your vinegar toilet so you don't have to smell it anymore?
0: <laughs> well, no. I mean I drain the can into the sink. <laughs>
1: Gross. How do you deal with the smell? Do you not you have to fucking I, evacuate the house? I pour while water you're doing down that. the sink. <laughs> it's
2: <clears throat> gross. Well, <laughs> so what you're saying that there is corn juice in the the municipal water supply now oh yes so oh, much of God. it and it's all because that of is
1: me that is my version of hell is you're <laughs> corn, you're just you're in a hotel room and you water turn water on the supply? faucet and it's just fucking canned corn <laughs> juice that pours out of the faucet and that's it sorry if you want any liquid or any nourishment <laughs> it's just the juice from cans of corn
0: Uh. Well, it could be worse. It could be the jelly from a can of Vienna sausages.
1: Mm, No, I'd rather have that. can Can of Vienna sausages? Yeah, that... What is that? What the fu... Do you know what Vienna sausages are? I don't... Okay. No. I was I was what I was afraid was that you were gonna produce some crazy horse shit where <laughs> Vienna sausages don't come in cans as opposed to they only come in cans. I don't know what which is the I truth. guess I
2: don't know what they are. So they're, they're little, like spam nuggets? They're I like guess. little hot
1: dogs in yeah. a are,
2: are these cocktail weenies? Yes.
1: They're a little so. different. I, I think what you're I thinking buy of those as, in bags. Yeah, what you're thinking of is cocktail oh. weenies, the ones that come in the sort of vacuum sealed yeah. bags, those um, are okay. Those are a step past this. Step past the, in the in, good in direction? direction. Oh yeah, yeah, no, in the good, di- in the good direction. Okay, right? because those are pretty good. I mean, Vienna sausages, let's be honest, are also pretty fucking good.
2: But I guess I don't, I don't know what they are. I don't think I've ever, I, pro- I probably even encountered them in my life, but just not known. They I are like
1: little spam logs. Like they're not sausages in the real. Are they, they, don't they have square? A no, they're they're like a piece of chalk they're definitely like formed okay they're they're in a mold they're like a they're like segments of a slim gem okay so they're like if you took if you took a cylinder of meat yes and you so i'm thinking summer sausage and you you took a billiards chalk and sort of <laughs> formed each end Just of it
0: rounded the ends okay
1: yeah, sure. yeah. But it's not just round. It's it's round, but the 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 sort of asymptote is perpendicular to the walls of the cylinder rather than parallel to the walls of the cylinder. Okay. Right. So you need a billiards chalk to do this and the and the the circumference of the hole in the billiards chalk is smaller than the circumference of the right. of the meat tube. Weird. I'm pretty sure this is actually how they make them, which yeah. is why the ends are blue. <laughs> Anyway, they come in a can. Uh, yeah, they're packed, you know, like like the sort of hexagonal, close packed. Yeah, um, and they taste good. They're in sort of a liquid. Is it a
2: can like just a a standard number ten is not the right thing because those are huge.
1: But the standard like no, it's 14, like a small. It's minutes? like a smaller can that usually has a uh, pop top. Okay, take the top off of it. So
2: like a like like a thing of tuna fish maybe.
1: No, it's taller than that. Okay. It's a weird size. It's the size of a Vienna sausages can.
2: Huh? Are they you... and are they in on their ends? If you yeah, pop the top they off, are. Their... yeah, yeah,
1: yep. Okay, you're looking. You're looking at it like a like and a there's delicious meat. Some beehive. weird gel between the sausages. I don't think yes. that's really. Je- is it a jelly? Would you say? Wolf? Uh, I I feel like it's the
0: same stuff that you get in a can of spam.
2: I feel like my mom was not above serving me crap. For, yeah, for, I, for, I'm for really dinner. surprised
1: that you don't know what Vienna sausages.
2: So um, are. this is like I've heard the word. I heard the phrase before. I've just—I don't think I've ever encountered them in the wild.
1: I feel like if I were Viennese, I would be really like offended by... about all the
2: Wiener Schnitzel and the Vienna sausages and and what else. I was going to say splitting a Czech Vienna style. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Let's go. Let's go Viennese. <laughs> That's where. <laughs> It's, it's very similar to going German. It's it differs from going German in ways most people don't understand. Right.
0: That's what's going German. It's, is that where you pay for each other's food?
1: It's like going Viennese, except slightly different in ways that no one understands.
2: <laughs> it's uh well, there's two. There's a couple different ways you can go German. One is that uh the difference in price between when you order and when you have to pay is greater than the amount of money that you have because of hyperinflation. <laughs> And then there's another way to go German where one person produces their wallet first um, and then just kills the other person. (laughs) So whoever pays whoever pays lives, basically. I see. So you want to make sure that you clarify in advance what kind of going German you want to do. Okay. Yeah. Good. You're never gonna like it with Kevin.
1: You're
2: never gonna be able to work it off by like washing dishes in the kitchen because you won't get enough pay raises to match the hyperinflation?
1: No, you, they make you wash dishes, but you you get your, like, four months of mandated holiday right at the beginning.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Europe. Pretty awesome, huh? <laughs> uh, so, have you been up to anything other than Maze of Games and anime? I don't want to care. I don't want to care about the anime. I don't want to hear about the nah, anime. I don't care about it, and I don't want to hear about it. It's riff. the
0: same stuff we always watch. There's nothing new to say.
1: Kevin, wait, have you done it? I saw the Lego movie. It was great. Oh yay. (laughs) What what movie did you see? (laughs) Uh,
2: I I feel like I wanted it to not ever cut away to humans, but I understand. Right? Like,
1: yeah, I didn't feel like that really added anything. I didn't need it, but it did not ruin anything either
2: yeah i feel like i would have been just as happy i think with a just all all lego all the time thing but it was it was pretty good outside of that yeah um funny pretty much throughout and the the acting was the acting the voice acting was good It was the best batman i've ever seen in a movie yeah that was a good batman okay uh oh and hey. i saw a grand, grand budapest hotel as well Oh, nice which was, that was which also, was also really good. good yeah it was a good Day day for movies that came in the Netflix pile.
0: I I remembered I also watched like half
2: of Twin Peaks. Half of the entire series.
0: Yeah, I watched up until the killer is definitively revealed, and then I watched like the first half hour of the Twin Peaks movie, and then all the deleted scenes that came with the the new box set.
2: so did you get the gold box or whatever?
0: I got the the newer than the gold box, which is the entire series and the movie on Blu Ray.
1: Oh okay. Is, Is there anything new in it? Like
0: there's yeah, there's like 90 minutes of deleted and extended scenes from the movie that have not been shown before. 90 minutes? Yeah. Jesus. And there's like some some new interviews and stuff.
1: I don't think you can't have 90 minutes of deleted scenes from a movie. Like That's you an can entire have other you can movie. have like 90 minutes of footage elected to not that's
2: a whole separate <laughs> movie. It's it, like it's that uh the Ron Burgundy story or whatever, right? Like it's that Yeah, it's wake up Ron Burgundy. Just all the alternate takes.
1: You can have you can have 90 minutes of material that hit the cutting room floor, but I don't think it's fair to call that deleted scenes anywhere. Like, oh, check out the special features on this DVD. It's 4,000 of those little clappers clicking in front, <laughs> what? Of, in front of scenes. <laughs> like, you don't get to call that deleted scenes if there was never a chance of it. I don't know. I, mean, I guess there was a chance of it? Yeah. But, and plus
0: eh. a, a lot of I, uh, I don't want to hazard a guess of proportion but a lot of the a lot of the time of that 90 minutes is extended scenes so there's a lot of scenes that that were in the movie it's just this is the longer version so it's not it's not a pure 90 minutes never before never before seen but wow yeah what'd you do zach
1: i've been reading i've been reading a a book called the circle by dave eggers which is a sort of a social media dystopia (laughs) That's Dave Eggers is? Yeah, he's a social media dystopia. Um, I walked past his place today. Is Dave Eggers the sort of main guy behind the 826 thing, or is it Neil Pollock? Or is it both um, Dave Eggers and Neil Pollock? I'm, I'm pretty sure that Dave Eggers is seriously involved.
2: Dave Eggers is the M- McSweeney's guy, right? Yeah. 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 Which is definitely... Yeah. That's, like That's the whole Valencia writing workshop
1: thing. Okay. Anyway, it seems to be a harsh indictment of Jugal and Facebook. <laughs> Although, it's about the company that takes over for Jugal and Facebook.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, it's both search and social media? Both search and destroy. Hmm. Okay. I think it might take place like 20 years from now. Huh. It's hard to imagine
2: what 20 years from now is going to look like, given what 20 years ago looked like. Yeah. Just wait 20 years.
1: <laughs> then you don't have to imagine. True.
2: I got time. I also watched the first two episodes of Friday the 13th the series.
1: Oh yeah? Yeah. How's it hold
2: up? It's very 80s. Okay. It was so it was made in 1987. I did not realize. I watched this when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And the first two episodes are not awesome,
1: but what are like, they about? What are the plots?
2: The first one is just sort of the introduction explaining what the the sort of story is going to be like where the you actually see the the uncle and he gets basically killed by the devil. By the devil, he goes back on his pact or whatever, and then the two the niece and the nephew Mulder and Scully. Yeah, they mm-hmm. show up and they are trying to like sell the whole store to like because he they like been a different it. the devil, and then uh, and then the creepy old guy shows up and is like, oh by the way, all of these things were cursed. And then they have to go collect the, like, creepy porcelain doll that they sold to a kid who is played by Sarah Pauly.
1: I don't know who that is. Yeah, that uh, she's, is
2: that. she's, like, a, a good actress that you probably have seen in some things. Um, but it was crazy because she's this, like, 10-year-old girl.
1: Wait, uh, is, there, is there an old man character in it? Yeah. Who, like Okay, so he's, like, the base guy. He's, like, their Q. And he sends them. Or he's their Obi-Wan? He's uh, their... Giles. Is he Giles? Okay. Is he played by Max von Sydow?
2: Uh, I don't know who that is. I don't is. think he's played by Max I Sydow. <laughs> um yeah, so that, that that first episode is sort of, you know, straightforward or whatever. And the the, the second episode jumps the shark. <laughs> wow. Where they, they they're trying to reco- like uh get this uh feather quill pen or whatever that's cursed and it is uh in it is in possession or the the person who's in possession of it is a monk in the middle of town in this mon- like sorry a monk in this like monastery in the middle of town like in the middle of like l a or whatever, and they've got <laughs> I like
0: bet, i bet l a monks are pretty awesome <laughs> I, yeah like it is got
2: their oakly so, shades and- so ridiculous like and so they go undercover uh as two like it's a male and a female are the two like the niece and the nephew or whatever and the um it's you know of course a monastery so it's it's supposed to be all men so she just goes in there she puts her hair back and like oh suddenly i'm a boy <laughs> and nobody ever questions it like <laughs> oh it is ridiculous it is out of control over the top ridiculous
1: Wait so um, the the thing that you're saying is unbelievable is that a girl can dress as a boy
2: no it was the eighties
1: this happened all the time
2: that they that they didn't do anything other than put her hair back like theoretically they like you know bound bound up her like boobs or whatever but like you can still tell that she totally has like a figure or whatever it's it's just bad it is just bad um <laughs> like just the whole conceit is bad um but the you know like the idea of a of a quill pen that you write stuff down and it becomes true as long as it's bad stuff that kills people is oh. cool. So that's, <laughs> right? like,
0: like, that's like a death note. Have you
2: all of the, yeah, that? all of the, like all of the ideas in it are all the like objects and the crap, the scary crap that they can do is cool. Um, and that's kind of all I remembered from it. It re- like, it reminded me of the lost room in some ways,
1: mm-hmm. um, which was
2: super large collection compelling, of- weird different objects yeah it's a
1: very like it's a very magic item centric yeah. yeah. fiction
2: and that and that show like also like the you know the the writing and the acting were not like amazing but the but the idea is so strong that it
1: just carries yeah. all the rest Wait, of you it. didn't think the acting was good in the lost room it was fine I like peter croissa i like kevin pollock
2: yeah i mean I, I like those guys and i, I, I thought like they were fine juliana
1: margolese
2: but like it, the in the pilot of Friday the Thirteenth, the series, the acting was pretty bad.
1: Was it pretty bad? Yeah,
2: the old guy's okay, but the the niece and nephew are just like like exaggerated hand gestures and like <laughs> like a lot of like just super over the top emotive stuff that wouldn't fly today. That no no audiences of, in the modern world would would be behind. It's kind of crazy to see like how. Standards for what is good TV has expanded since there were four channels doing television, you know.
1: I mean, to be fair to them, in the 80s, there wasn't even time for clacks. That's true. Much less editing and acting lessons. But, I I mean, are you going to watch the rest of it? Probably you better. It was your Christmas present. I know, and I'll be I'll be really offended if you keep saying if you keep talking shit about it.
2: Well, the thing is, it lasts for three seasons, right? So there's there's like another twenty two episodes for them to sort of get their get their stride in the first season, and they didn't get canceled. There's twenty four episodes a season. Twenty four episodes a wow. season. Wow. There are six DVDs in each of those boxes. Wow. And they're just regular sized DVD boxes. There was no way to know. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. There's a lot of show there.
1: It's weird that it's not.
2: I mean, I guess it might be on streaming. It certainly wasn't anywhere. I haven't seen it anywhere. I just I remember watching this and the the like that weird War of the Worlds um series sort of back to back when I was a kid mm, and it was like that. a really creepy interesting night of TV.
0: I remember I remember the-
2: I don't, yeah, v, War, I don't
1: remember War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds was either. the
2: aliens that had an extra hand in the middle of their chest and they would like stick their hand, like the, the arm would like shoot out and like poke people's eyes out and stuff and they would Whoa. like suck their life energy out. Hmm. Um, it does not ring a bell. It was neat. I don't remember a lot about Do you it beyond that. Remember the movie that?
1: life force with the weird sex vampires? I don't remember no. that. That was weird. Are you and sure? And then the NES adaptation of that? it, which wasn't about sex vampires at all. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I looked I look this up later. The. <laughs> Um, I feel like there's a scene in Life Force where somebody dies, and then it's like the, the first the time in the in the the video game people die all the time. that's why you gotta <laughs> up, up, down down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, start so you get thirty guys. Um, it was one of the first times where it was like where I remember as a kid seeing a sort of on screen depiction of a non sort of traditional afterlife. Thing where it was just like oh it was just a light that you turn into a light and then you go up into space and join all these other lights. Huh. So I guess that was kind of Christian-y, I guess. But like,
2: is that is that implication that all of the stars are just oh yeah, dead just people? the souls
1: of people who have not yet been or who who got killed by sex vampires <laughs> previous to us knowing about it? Well, that's a lot of yeah. lot of victims.
2: Well, I mean, no.
0: it was easy for the vampires before we all knew about it.
1: Yeah, there was. Nightmare on Elm Street, the series, around the same time. Right. That was just like weird kind of Twilight Zone or Tales from the Dark Side style stuff that was just narrated by Freddy. Yeah,
2: that was like in the, it was like he was the frame story for all these creepy stories.
1: I remember one story which was just this girl is running a race, and when she uh, crosses the finish line, the finish line is razor sharp, and instead of breaking, it cuts her head off.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Huh. I was like, cool story, Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> like. Could that was have, the whole story? Yeah, you could have set that up a little, like... Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that might have just been a dream that somebody was having at the beginning of uh, the real story. Okay. That one didn't last very long. I remember thinking, it's weird, because I didn't really like Friday the 13th, and I really like Nightmare on Elm Street, but Friday the 13th, the series is really good, <laughs> right. and Nightmare on Elm Street, the series is not very good at all. And I don't know what to make of this topsy-turvy world.
2: Friday the 13th, the series doesn't really have anything to do
1: with the movies, right? Like... Yep. Like just completely unrelated. I don't even know if, like, licensing-wise, it did, or yeah. if it was just it like they only the trademarked universe? it for movies. I don't know. I mean, like, don't they? B- they both both sort of take place in the real world. Friday right? the Thirteenth not- is
2: like a phrase that existed before either of them. True. Existed as so a... so was a
1: Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs>
0: <laughs> huh.
1: All right, video games riff.
0: Uh, Oh, the uh, the assignment. And, um, oh, actually, yeah, the, um, I played a couple of iPad games, but I also played, um, I downloaded the new month's worth of games from PlayStation Plus, uh, which is like, you can get Fez and Dragon's Crown for free, which are both awesome. Wow. Um, and that's you, just,
2: and you get to just own them?
1: Yep. As long as you subscribe to As long as you continue Plus. to
0: be, a, yeah. But I, they also
2: have... I wonder per- how that works for the developers. Do they just get a know. residual every time that... Like, how would that make any sense for you to offer your game up to, to PlayStation to be like, here, I'll let everyone who's subscribing to your thing download this? They're games that have been out for a while. Sure. But it's not like the developers are like, yeah, here, Sony, go for it. Have have it for free. Like, there's got to be some sort of financial exchange going on there, right? Like,
1: How would that deal be structured? I mean, it seems like it's just sort of the Spotify of video games. Mm-hmm. Although, so every time, I time it's played, you get That's probably some money? not true.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's just that it's games that have been out on the store long enough that they're no longer making a ton of money in sales.
2: Sure. I I, I, understand
1: that. Yeah. Kevin is just wondering what the structure could be that would possibly make it worth it for them. I mean, the weird thing is that more games come out every month. So it's not like, all right, well, you put your game on here and you will get X percent of the revenue from it because that X would have to keep going down over time, over time as, as more and more games. Although I guess not necessarily, right? Because it's the, PlayStation Plus only gives you permanent access to things that you were subscribed to PlayStation Plus when they became free on PlayStation Plus. Right. So,
2: do you have to download them in the month that yes, they are?
0: Yes, you do. If you they, I I believe this has changed like recently in the past few months, and I don't remember how it worked before. But the way it is now, each month there are a few games free, and if you don't download them that month, then you lose your chance. Huh. Um, Crazy. So the the one of them that I played a little of, uh, besides Fez, which I've played through twice, and Dragon's Crown, which I've I already owned, um, was Proteus, which okay is. It's weird. It's.
1: That's f- just the free... pixely wandering around.
0: Yeah, it's Minecraft without any mining or crafting. Well, there's there's like a narrative, but with more there, uh, ruminations yeah. on mortality. I didn't find anything. <laughs> I, there's, I explored you will, four identical islands and found the same stuff on each one of them, and I
1: there is an actual what would you expect out of identical I, islands? <laughs> there there is an
2: end state to, to that game, and you will know when you huh. get there. Okay, so. I I never found anything to do other than chase ducks around a little bit. There things things the environment changes and thing, there's definitely there's definitely a progression, um, but you have to you have to figure it out, figure out what's going on. Kind yeah, of.
1: dummy. <laughs> no,
2: I mean, I think I think like Melissa would have just put it down after 20 minutes if she hadn't been told that there was huh. a thing like that, that it actually was a thing and it wasn't just some sort of weird. Hmm. Okay, art. I'll, art I'll piece give it another whatever. chance then.
1: Is Dragon's yeah. Crown any good?
0: It's pretty fun. Uh, I all I
1: know about it is the stupid, like boobs witch controversy. <laughs> yeah. It's it's boobs it's, witch. It's a
0: I mean it's a um, you know side-scrolling beat em up like old school double double-dragon-y kind of thing. Except um, you you get gear drops similar to in Diablo, and uh, you level up and get skill points and stuff. And I mean that sounds, it's
1: that pretty sounds cool. great. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It looked, it reminded me of Odin Sphere a little bit.
0: Uh, it's the same, uh, developers, I think.
1: Oh. Well, that would explain it. Man, I remember playing through the first level of Odin Sphere, thinking that I was like, man, that's gotta be, like, almost the entire game, and then it was like, nope, this is just, like, 1% of the game that you just played through, (laughs) and then I put it down because I was intimidated. What about you, Kevin?
2: Um, so on the recommendation of some of our forum goers, I played a game called The Wizard, um, which is pretty great, actually, uh, if you have not, if you've not seen this yet. Does it, does it have
0: the preview of Super Mario
2: 3? It does not. Um, although there is a Kickstarter, uh, going on right now for a documentary movie called The Power of Glove, which is supposed to be a (laughs) documentary about the Power of Glove, um, (laughs) Anyway, uh this, you a credit
1: card to ride that train? Yeah. <laughs> um
2: so it's uh game by this studio called Hypnotic Owl, uh which I think is two European dudes. I don't know where they hail from. Um and it is a role-playing game puzzler kind of. You're a, you're a wizard and you
1: it's rogue it's roguelikey except well it's designed I mean, it's, it's like not, set puzzles yeah. yeah okay sorry i guess it, what I, it's roguelikey in turn-based movement and yeah uh,
2: and and you can acquire skills although i think there's a bunch of i think there's a lot of things that if you just pass by them you won't actually pick them up and there's a lot of secret areas where you get additional skills and stuff that you that are like off the main track um
1: It does seem really good for a game that's just free in a browser.
2: Yeah. They, I think it's HTML5. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, if you want to give us some money, that would be great, but it's
1: free. But you're moving around on a grid. There's monsters that move predictably. You have a, you know, a small, fixed number of hit points. And you cast spells by like clicking on yourself and then dragging around uh, a pattern in a grid around you. Yeah. What I was curious about, what I was thinking would have made it. If it was like this, it would have been more interesting. If it is like this, then it is more interesting than I thought. If the spells that you could cast were constrained by your surroundings.
2: They are to some extent. What What do you mean specifically? If you
1: were in a narrow hallway, for instance, you would not be able to cast anything that required you to like oh, wave your arms out to the left. That is whatever. not true.
2: I thought that was how it worked for a while, but that would actually be really, really painful in the way that the levels are well the way the now. levels
1: are designed right but if it but if it was if that was just how your puzzle game worked right then
2: yeah i could i could see that that would definitely be a very different game but interesting um this one you can you can always cast any of your your spells or whatever and it's it is a lot of like understanding how your stuff works and then using usually a combination of your skills of your spells um and interesting novel ways and the levels are all set up differently such that it it becomes
1: advantageous to switch which spells you're using and stuff are you making any choices as you move along like i know yeah. you you can like it it gives you the ability to like level up a spell but you only have one spell when that happens the first time yeah and you so.
2: i finished the game with <coughs> 11 different spells hmm. um And they're all very different. Uh, Some of them work really well in concert with each other. Some of them, like, there's, like, a fire... There's a set of fire spells and a set of ice spells, and their effects sort of cancel each other out. So, like, when you cast a fireball on somebody, they, like, are on fire and will take sort of continuing damage. But if you freeze them, that puts the fire out. And similarly, if you've frozen somebody and you cast a fireball at them, that immediately unfreezes them. Um, Whereas you can do a lightning bolt at somebody that's been frozen and they will still stay chilled and move slower. So those two work better in combination, but the the range on the lightning spells is really short. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of, like... There's just a bunch of neat sort of subtle interactions, and then there's the, like, weird spells that um, cost life to cast, hmm. um, which doesn't make any sense in the early game to use, but then in the late game, like there's a shield spell that prevents a certain number of attacks from hitting you and those attacks could be doing multiple hearts of damage but this one just costs half a heart to cast so it's like a no brainer to use it in a lot of situations so yeah it's it's What's it, called, I, it is super good and the story is kind of funny and the the like narrative arc is worth well
1: following through it's sort of an unsearchable game yes as a result of being called the wizard that's true um Um,
2: but i you know i highly recommend it and it's it's you know it's linked to in our forums so um people who are fans of the show can go find it in there um and then the other game that i have been playing just a sort of ridiculous amount of is simpsons hit and run um And how
1: did you come to be playing that so uh, much for the last week?
2: I came home and found Melissa and Jenny playing it uh, in the bedroom and they were like having a great little time. And I sat and watched them for a while. I was like, this looks like a lot of fun. And I was like, this is basically um, this is basically Grand Theft Auto Vice City, but sort of distilled down to. Just the driving and like collecting collection minigame type stuff, and none of the like shooting stuff or killing people or doing those kinds of missions or whatever. Um, I feel like I feel like with Simpsons Hit and Run, they go really far out of their way to just make the like core experience really pleasant. Like when your car like, is going to flip over, it just writes itself. Like, you don't have to deal with the car flipping over or whatever. Like, it's just, you know, like, if you fall off a a sheer wall, uh, like, if you're on top of a building somehow and you just, like, fall off it, it just, it will just land at it. Like, you just, like, there's a lot of time where it just sort of, like, this wouldn't be fun if we forced you to, like, have to, like, your car to be irreparably repaired, you know, out of of commission because you're upside down or something like that, right? Um, So they spend a lot of time just sort of focusing on sort of keeping the fun alive um, the racing games are sometimes really hard um, I feel like you you said to me that you're like one of your criticisms with it is like this is just you're not good enough at racing games or like driving games to really push pre- yeah, pre- it pre- like, progress it's,
1: it's like a Grand Theft Auto game with only the parts of Grand Theft Auto games that I don't like
2: yeah it like the environments in the game are kind of awesome and I, when I first started playing, I was like, wow, because the game has, like, seven levels to it. And I was like, wow, are there going to be seven unique, like, Springfield levels? Like, that's amazing. And it reminded me in some ways of, like, Psychonauts with, like, all of this, like, incredible bespoke content in it. And then it turns out that the, I think there might only be three levels that they just sort of repeat and then change, like, have subtle variations, like, in some versions of it you can go into certain buildings that you couldn't in other ones and like it opens up different new different shortcuts and stuff. But um so that was a little disappointing. Like I was like really excited about the idea of there being just a bunch of like each level being new and having to explore and see stuff. Um but you know that's asking for a lot. I think that you know that could probably would have doubled the entire budget of the game or whatever. Um, but there are there's a lot of like subtle it's not even subtle. There's a lot of like visual gags that they never sort of call out that are just exist in the environment that just make it such a joy to just sort of wander around and explore and look around and stuff. I like Melissa had played through an entire level and I was like, Oh man, that, that like magnifying glass thing was hilarious and she's like what are you talking about? I was like C- come here and so I took her I, like, I sort of drove to this place in the city where there's just this building where on top of it instead of like a spire or a church steeple or whatever is this just giant magnifying glass and it's focusing the rays of the sun on this wooden building like a wooden skyscraper <laughs> downtown <laughs> which is on fire like and it's just hilarious but you you like, like m- Melissa, like just didn't even notice it because she's just driving around and she's not necessarily like taking the time to stop and like look up and see what's going on in the city. You ha- you kind of have to get to a certain vantage, but it rewards people who poke around and are like just sort of looking at things and taking taking in what's going on. Um
1: I'm going to be like such a m- mom. OK. About this every time in the last week that I walked into the room while you guys were playing this. It seemed like you were doing exactly the same thing in exactly the same place. Huh. Like, driving, trying to collect a series of, like, glowing yellow things that were, like.
2: They definitely reuse a lot of the same mission tropes. Like, there's, there are, you know, so there's, a lot, there's straight up races. There are, like, things where you have to destroy an a, opposing vehicle. There are things where you have to collect a bunch of stuff that's just scattered around either on foot because there's a lot of like 3d platforming stuff, which also sort of made me reminded me of like psychonauts or whatever. Um, or in your car, like, like sort of long distance kind of stuff. There's stuff where you're trailing cars and sometimes they're dropping stuff out the back and you have to collect that while still trailing them. There's stuff where you have to hit them in order to cause them to drop something, which you then pick up. Um, so it's, it is a relatively limited sort of set of, of quest verbs, but they managed to make them different enough that it's, it's pretty fun. And like, it's just a fun and funny game. And I really liked like Grand Theft Auto Vice City was one of my like favorite games Mm -hmm. just because of all the like sandboxy stuff. And there's just a ton of like sort of sandboxy, like running around, jumping off of things and like enough hidden stuff that rewards like deep exploration
1: um, but like how does it because re- I, I feel like gta games reward it by giving you access to additional vehicles by there are is there are vehicles there's a bunch of vehicles and all each of the level. weapons and, uh, like, just like, and uh, like just personal like you can sprint further and you have more hit points or whatever yeah like, but i mean so they've gotten rid right of all of that like, so many of the systems that give you targets for rewards for seeking out interesting things in weird hidden places so aren't there in the simpsons game there's
2: unlockable vehicles which have different actual stats like some are faster and some are just better handling some accelerate faster that kind of thing um and some like are like just heavier bulkier vehicles so like so those are better cars for when you have to destroy another vehicle and that kind of thing um but then each level has a vehicle that you can't unlock but is unique to that level um that you can find like hidden somewhere on the level um there's one where it's uh, like a monster truck, so you're like you're big and you get to you can sort of just roll over everybody, and it's like it doesn't handle very well, but it's kind of neat to. It's just like it feels like a very different kind of car. There's one where it's a tiny little like four wheeler ATV thing that like zips around real fast and it's super small and it's kind of it's it's like feels very different and it's just hilarious to drive because it handles completely differently like than anything else in the, the game that you than you've seen. There's one that's uh, like a literal rocket car where the back of the car is just a you know jet engine firing or not a jet engine a rocket engine firing like you know f- a plume at the back and that goes extremely fast but it handles like crap um there's one that's a boat on wheels yeah, like there's just you know like just a bunch of hidden stuff around like that and they're all they all feel like different cars um which is which is neat you know like I don't know what to tell you. Like it's, it's just it, it has just been a lot of fun. Like finding all of the secret no, no, hidden I'm collectibles. To
1: argue that, you're, that you're not enjoying it. I just it looked very repetitive. to uh, me It and it
2: is a little bit. Like I think if every environment had been totally different, I don't think I would have. I would have just shot down your claim. But like the fact that they effectively are just reusing levels for the later game definitely makes me feel like oh yeah, this is kind of getting. A little more repetitive, like exploring the whole map and finding all the hidden stuff takes me, I don't know, about an hour. And then I do all the missions, which takes me another half hour to hour. Right. And so like each level is about two hours of content. And then on the repeated levels, that exploration is the fun and that exploration is a little diminished. They hide things in different places and there are some new, you know, there are some new constructions in each level, but they're really subtle and minor Um, and you could, you can sort of tell on the early levels that they're setting up for something else to be there later on. Like once I know, once I knew that they were repeating stuff, I was like, oh, well now I understand why this thing, it was in the middle of nowhere that didn't have anything going on. Cause like, I'm sure that they are going to use that for, um, something when they take this, do this level again or whatever. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know. Lots of little just jokes around. There's a bunch of they like they have literal they have a thing called gags, which are just interactable objects in the environment that you interact with, and then something funny happens. And they're, it's usually not that funny, <laughs> um, but sometimes it's sometimes it's pretty good. So,
1: are these like things that you take with you and can do in various places, or is no. it just okay?
2: Just like a like a little inv- environmental switch that you can hit that will like when you're at the. Um, nuclear plant, you can hit a button at Homer's control panel and like a room sort of floods with uh radioactivity and you see a skeleton float by and that kind of thing. And there's,
1: cause I can imagine if it like, all right, you've learned how to fart and then you can go and fart in front of every character in Springfield. And each of them has a line of dialogue that responds to, yeah. that, 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 or, that is other, not a thing that would, you know, that's a, that's a thing that I could see as an exciting unlockable collectible sure. in there.
2: <laughs> uh. Yeah. The unlockables are just cars. Basically, that's the only that's the only real sort of verb that you get. That's really all there is, right? Because there's no there's outfits, but those are those aren't meaningful other than just changing your appearance and a bit of like quest stuff.
1: I don't know why cars and guns seems like so much more than just cars.
2: Uh, the, but the thing about the guns in in Vice City, at least, was like, sure, it's like another gameplay system that's interesting, but I really just wanted to drive around most of the time, you know
0: yeah I spent a lot of time in vice City just flipping my car off of those those two uh those two road uh medians or whatever that happened to have that perfect angle that you could get amazing
2: stunts off of them just just log I, in and just do that for an hour i mean i I spent a bunch of time in vice City getting the tank and then getting on the longest straightaway that I could and turning my turn around and firing behind me so that yeah. I could get just, like, the fastest possible speed in the game and then launching myself off of a off a movable ramp truck or whatever. Like, just stupid shit like that. Yeah, was, it did not
1: go so far that the ramp truck would despawn. Yeah, that was that <laughs> yeah. was the worst was, part about it. But, I mean, that was, right? I and mean, that was just, like, playing... It was playing the box that the game came into a certain extent, but, like, it was still, like, an interesting challenge. Sure. Because it wasn't, like... You're like, oh, I don't get what happened. Like, yeah, you can figure out why that's right. happening. And then, like, you try to figure out what the rules are for, like, at what point have I crossed some mm-hmm. threshold at which, like...
2: there There's some weird spooky stuff in Simpsons Hit and Run where, like, th- there'll be a quest car or whatever. And, like, you'll you'll end the quest and you'll turn your head slightly to the left where it's out of frame. And then turn your head right back and it's just gone. <laughs> like, because, it, like, I think they just garbage collect anything. They
1: despawn stuff when you're not looking. Yeah, at it.
2: and I'm like,
0: whoa. <laughs> Uh, sort of the opposite of Spooky Watson.
1: <laughs> right. There was always the weird stuff in the early Vice City game or the early GTA games where when you were driving a car, mm. a lot of other cars on the road would be yeah, that one because yeah. they had that one model loaded into memory. It like
2: The side effect of that is that if you blow up your car, you're likely to be able to get another one yeah. of the same models. Yeah, model, I always which, figured that was
0: why they did that.
2: I think think it was did it due to technical
1: constraints because it made it harder if you were doing the missions which were the most interesting to me where it was like go get one of every kind of car and bring it back here Mm -hmm. like the ones where it was just like go out and find stuff and then you got some tangible reward from it like were the things that were always the most interesting to me about that like I'm just so bad at racing that yeah I think that's a lot of why The Simpsons Hit and Run didn't really catch for me back when it was contemporary because I was just bad at it and I'm I'm mediocre like I can. I
2: have I haven't yet to encounter a mission that I couldn't complete. But like if you're not super good at driving,
1: there's nothing in the game for you.
2: That's true. Yeah, I mean it's definitely about a game about driving around. The the like running around stuff is is not enough to keep you entertained. So, I, you know, all this all this once makes me do is want to play watch dogs more. <laughs>
1: I'm excited for you to do that cuz I'm curious how you're going to feel about it. That's probably I'm probably going to be disappointed, but I mean, you're probably we're still supposed to play some StarCraft II <laughs> <Yeah>. together. <laughs> probably in October of 2011. Okay. Is when we'll do that.
2: Yeah, cuz I'll be done with my my work by then. Yeah. It'll be good.
1: Man, I played uh this has been bouncing around on on podcasts lately, but I played a game today uh of Velvet Sundown. What is that? It is, it's free. You can play it. I think you can probably play it on the Mac. I don't know. It's on Steam. Um, You are sort of, it is a chat room where you're on a yacht moving around. You're moving around in a 3D space. Like you are a person and you walk around, you control the camera, but you can click on somebody and then you're in a conversation with them and all of the nearby people you're sort of in a conversation. Okay. Okay. And you have, and they're, they are humans. They are humans. Yeah. Everybody's a human. It's sort of like a murder mystery dinner thing Hmm. where it gives everybody an identity and some goals and then some inventory objects. And I don't think there's ever anything in the world to interact with. I think that your only verbs are to go up to somebody and talk to them and then to use an item on them, which depending on what the item is, like, uh, one of the items is like a picture of an orphan girl and using it on somebody asks them if they want to adopt her. That okay. was the thing that happened in my game. It told me, all right, you are Laura, somebody, somebody, you are an assistant to the president of this oil company. And you are also sort of an undercover agent for them. And you know that someone at this yacht party works for this competing oil company. And there is a, they have a plan to sabotage, Something They have a plan to do something against you. And your goal, you have three sort of quests here. One of which is to find out. Identify them. Like to figure out the plan, to find out what the plan is uh, by the rival oil company. The second one is to recover your thong, which is a red thong with an emerald set in it, (laughs) which is fucking weird. And I don't remember, like, I might have just skimmed over the backstory that explained, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like it sounds like it sounds like maybe you had an indiscreet evening or something apparently and then uh to exchange business cards with everyone on the boat. Okay. So those are my sort of three quests. Um and you also have this thing that like I oh, I did. I don't know what the it, I like it randomizes the goals that people have and I think that it it figures them out in a in a way that's supposed to create some tension, right? Right. Um after it's over like the game has like a 25 minute time limit or whatever. After it's over, it just dumps you all in a chat room and you just talk about what happened. And you like, you know, if you want to, you reveal what what right. was going on the whole time, which was interesting. In my game, everybody was taking it fairly seriously. Like sure. everybody was trying to play it. There wasn't any just like super creeping, trolly shit. Been. Yeah. Uh but Like, I managed to achieve all of my goals except for exchanging business cards with everybody because the one guy, there was one guy that he only had one business card and he didn't want to give it to me. He was like (laughs) the bartender on the yacht. And I was like, no, come on, man. Your bartending is just really good and I want to hire you for my next party. And then another person was like, ooh, a party? What is this all about? What are you talking about? So you can just say whatever you want? Yeah, you're just talking. Like, a voice. No, well, so it it was, and apparently it was using some, like, cloud-based text-to-speech. Oh, dear God. Which is fucking crazy. Why... Why does that service exist? I guess is the question. <laughs> like, what if it was so much better than like the text to speech that's just built into modern OSs? Then, then that's fine, I guess. But I don't think that it was. Like, I didn't hear. Oh, this had amazing text to speech, but it was turned off. Like, because too many people are playing it, so only like premium paid members get the text to speech now. Whatever. But that's fine. I would rather just see the text, right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so there was one. There was another, there was another girl, like a female character. My character was a girl. Um, who I ended up trading a huge briefcase full of money, which was another one of my starting items for, for the, like, thumb drive containing the rival oil company's plot and the thong that I was missing. Oh, wow. Because she had just happened to have gotten both of those things. She, Her initial game starting conditions where she was given a taser and her quest was find an opportunity. (laughs) And so it seems like she fulfilled that by just tasing anyone and taking the item that they had that was of interest to someone else. But then she just ended up with both of the things that I was supposed to acquire. So in order to achieve mine, I had to both learn who the other person that was on my team was, which is a thing that you don't know. Right. Right. You have these sort of like you have a thing that will. Verify if you both agree to reveal your identities to the other. It's like a sort of an ID card chip thing. Okay. Um, and the other guy that was on my team just came up to me and was like, Yeah, this guy wants to see your ID card. I'm like, Yeah, why not? What the fuck? Can I have your business card too? Because <laughs> that's the thing I'm, this really important to me, apparently. I spent huh. a lot of time talking about that. So I identified my teammate right away. So then once I've like had gotten the other girl to give me in exchange for a hundred thousand dollars this emerald thong <laughs> and uh and the I was I was trying to be all like like uh, this is embarrassing but I seem to have misplaced uh mm, or uh an item of a rather personal name it's like whatever i it's it's weird the idea of like a murder mystery evening is so appealing to me but the idea of pretending to be someone else is so unappealing hmm. to me but for whatever reason like the fact that i wasn't expecting anybody else to take this seriously made it easier for me to take it seriously the the best like
2: larpy type things i've played have been very open-ended everyone just has a person that like they're given character sheets basically which have personalities your stats or abilities and possessions and stuff and then your goals and then it's kind of up to the players in the framework of the the game to figure out how you're going to go ahead. And it sounds like this is sort of a slightly more codified version of that. I'm I'm kind of amazed that you could make a computer game that would actually hang together.
1: There's uh, not much to it game-wise. You know, you're walking around, you're talking to people, the environment is pretty small, there's nothing interactive in the environment, it's just... You know, you do these things that trigger sure. sort of flag changes and play some animations. There were just a lot of like yeah, a lot of tasings going on. This <laughs> is not the way that any of these people would actually react to that. Yeah, and
2: so did people not be like, hey, what's going like, what the fuck?
1: When I asked the girl with the taser for her business card, she was like, Why do you want my business card? And I said, I don't know, I might want to borrow your taser after this yacht party is over. And I need to know how to get a hold of you. <laughs> like <laughs> Um but then she just left and then later she I think left when she felt, well, she went into another part of the yacht oh, and then okay. later when I found her and uh, she was like, yeah, I have to have some information if the price is right. And I'm like, well, I have some money if the information, <laughs> why is didn't right. she just
2: tase you to get your
1: briefcase? Uh, she had already tased somebody else to get their thing. And I guess, I don't know if at that point her quest was complete. Huh. And so at the, for the, uh, from then on, she was just like, Oh, whatever. I should see what else I can do. I mean, or maybe it was like, she was supposed to tase someone and steal something and then trade that thing for money. Oh, weird! Like I'm trying to imagine how I would set up these, yeah, sort of uh, causality chains to to result in interesting. That's I mean, that's sort of got to be some hidden information for it to be
2: right, and there have to be conflicting goals for that to be interesting.
1: I mean, unless it's possible for everyone to succeed at their goal, that would be less. Interesting though. We so I think what happened is it rolled for the same thing twice because my oil company was planning on blowing up the rigs of a of a of a competing oil company and they were planning on blowing up the rigs of my oil company oh. and so it wasn't there were like two different sprites of thumb drives so maybe that's always how it is but that might have just been a coincidence of the way that it was rolled up interesting I I, you know I don't if know you, you only, only played, played that once yeah and I and I don't know that you would do it again. Well, so if you pay, you get access to multiple scenarios. The free scenario is just this yacht thing and it's okay. it says it changes in 5 days what the free scenario is. So yeah, I don't know. So it's like a weekly This mystery? is the one that's available for free right now, yeah. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, it was it was interesting. I was I was really surprised at the extent to which people were taking it seriously. <laughs>
2: Yeah that's weird I would have assumed yeah, That there'd be totally at least one Troll I mean How did you hear about it How do, how are people finding out About this to play it
1: I heard about it On every video games podcast That I listen to Okay <laughs> um, So I think it's just I think it's just floating around the, the game journalistosphere How many people were in the
2: Five Party There were five There were only five people Yeah Wow, that seems really hmm. small. I think it pulls in five people and then just launches. So you had it both—you had a teammate and opponent who
1: probably who also had a teammate. Yes, there were I, two people that worked for my company, two people that worked for the other company, and the taser. There guy. were six people. There were two free agents. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. The taser gal and the bartender.
2: I were... was imagining twenty people.
1: So six yeah, people changes yeah. it to be stranger. I mean, I think with that many people, it would be difficult. Like, if your goal was to recover a thing that. It would, it would sometimes, it would
2: probably take longer than 25 minutes. Yeah. Which, uh, the idea, because like these LARP games where you have just sort of freeform thing, those are often like three or 10 days, right? Really? Yeah. Huh. Because you just, like, you are just sort of playing them. You're doing it while you're at a conference
1: or something. Or in college.
2: Yeah. But. College is sort of the ideal time for that kind of stuff.
1: I mean, I feel like generally that when I things like this that happen in real life, like we need to go do the one. There's an Italian restaurant down the street from my house in Phoenix that pretty regularly does these murder mystery evenings that why the fuck do we not do that? Yeah, that's a good question. um, But we never have. They're probably mediocre. Yeah, I'm guessing. I mean, it's just going to be a bunch of old Mormons uh, doing it, but that might be interesting. Yeah, that'd be be kind of fascinating just to see what that's like. Um, We'd be the only ones drunk. (laughs)
2: <laughs> like in in real life like it's there are so many cool things that you can do mechanically like you can there's so many cool ways to murder a guy
1: <laughs> kind
2: of like you can set traps for people you can like sneak up on people and like
1: like you can overhear parts of the game that you're not supposed to yes. and yeah
2: like there're just and like you get to use real life ninja skills it's, it's super exciting and fun right like there's all kinds of cool aspects to larping in inside the context of reality you know so instead of going to like some sort of forest and doing a fantasy larp or whatever you know
1: like in a constructed environment you mean or or i'm saying that like if you can you know a constructed environment like a forest
2: (laughs) if you can
1: it's probably what you meant
2: use the the urban environment as a playground of these right if you're doing a larp
1: of, that takes place in the real world yeah like a vampire the masquerade larp exactly okay as opposed to the vampire the masquerade 40k larp yes. where you have to go to space <laughs> new york
2: <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about the uh the probe that's trying to land on the asteroid
1: i saw some pictures isn't it in a comet comet sorry
2: yes not an asteroid
1: yeah, I saw yeah. some pictures from that, but I didn't actually hear about it. It's cool. I think it's I think it's going to be
2: a while before they attempt the landing or whatever, but
1: I also played uh a few hours of Divinity Original Sin, which oh, is another nice. uh an RPG that's kind of making the rounds. I bought that
0: and have not yet got around to playing it. I like played through the tutorial when it was still early access, but then decided, all right, I'm going to wait until it comes out for real. Yeah, I guess I had forgotten. All right. I have not yet done it.
1: I didn't know about it when it was on Kickstarter, but it is an extremely systems, heavy, like Baldur's Gate Mm -hmm. style RPG. 3D. Yeah, it's 3D. Okay. Um, they it's they Go really
0: ahead. are uh they they talk a lot about the the elemental systems how things like you can use an ice spell to freeze a patch of water that will make enemies fall down or or you can if an enemy is on a frozen puddle you can cast fire at them to melt the puddle and get them wet and then shoot electricity at them and
1: Yeah, there's, there's like a, there's a sort of like a boat that's on fire in the first town that you get to. And if you have some way of creating water, you can put the fire out and then everybody's like, yay, thank you. (laughs) Uh, and you get a bunch of experience. It's like not really a quest that's stated because it never really tells you about it. It's just a thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. There is, there is a perk that you can take that some classes start with that just lets you talk to animals. And it's, there is, they've either really gone out of their way to front load the ways in which that does stuff like just all these different kinds of quests and stuff that you can get from just talking to all of the animals that are in town. Uh, You get to a town, you go through a sort of a tutorial dungeon where you fight a few guys, whatever you you're moving towards the first town. You have a battle with some orcs. Then you get into the town all the gates are locked in every direction. And they sort of tell you, you shouldn't really go anywhere until you're a higher level. (laughs) And, the thing that you're supposed to do is it is driving me fucking crazy. And I like, I don't actually know if I'm going to get past this. I like the game and I really want to play it, but I don't think that I want to play it in the way that it's making me play it because you're, you're supposed to solve this fucking murder. Right. And so it's a protracted period of just talking to dudes And learning things, and finding things, and poking around, and no no killing skeletons. There are a few (laughs) skeletons to kill. If you go to the graveyard, you can, like, disturb graves and start some fights there. And then there's, like, a little catacombs that you can go into and fight some guys. But even doing all those fights, you don't level up enough that they, like, tell you that it's okay for you to leave. It's possible that I could just leave town, but I'm pretty sure that what's happened here is that I'm just being railroaded into doing the first part of the fucking mainline story quest, which is a thing that I maintain that Western RPGs would just be better without. But effectively, like, there's all these different suspects, which are like six different fucking identical made-up bullshit fantasy names, which Mm -hmm. is one of the problems, right? You could have just at least made them start with the letters A, B, C, D, E, F, or something. (laughs) Yeah. The guy who was killed, his dog is fucking around in the graveyard, and so now if I bring something that belonged to one of them, the dog will sniff it and tell me if that's the one that killed him or not, okay. right? But what I think that means is that I have to start... If I have to steal stuff from all of them, but I don't want to steal stuff. Like, if I mouse over something and the icon is red, which means I'm stealing, if I take this, my my desire is to not take it because this is this is NPC property. This is not a thing that I'm supposed to take. Like, Mm. I also don't know, like if you get caught stealing stuff, like sometimes a guy will yell at you and it will say like something minus 10. Like, uh, okay, that guy likes me less because he saw me pick up this key or whatever. I also stole a key to this guy's living quarters. And then I went to the door that was labeled this guy's living quarters and it's locked. So I don't, maybe did I get caught and the key was confiscated, but it didn't really explain that to me. If I do this too much, am I going to make everyone in this town hostile? Is this one of 10 towns in this video game or is this one of one towns (laughs) in this video game? Like if there's going to be a game whose systems are so sprawling and deep that you can do anything and there's all these just consequences that fall out of everything that you do, there needs to be some fucking transparency To, like, even if it is as simple as, like, in Fallout, when you do certain things, you lose karma. And that is just the game saying, all right, this is one of two ways that you can play this game. You can do the good guy route or the bad guy route. And that leads me to assume, at least, you know what? I can probably play this game from beginning to end without ever losing any karma. Like, if this is a thing that it bothers popping up to tell me you've done something wrong... You don't have to do anything wrong to beat this. But this, I have no fucking idea if you can solve this fucking murder mystery without stealing anything from people or if you can't. Hmm. So I just don't know how to proceed. Like, if you can solve it without stealing shit, I'd like to know so that I can play the game the way that I want, which is to not fucking steal shit. Right? I don't mind RPGs where you're doing a lot of talking to people. Like, I like Planescape Torment you know? Right. But I'm never going to do the playthrough where all you're doing is talking to people. So, if there's a section of a Western RPG where it's like, well, now's the time where you just, like, fuck around talking to people for three hours and you don't get to do any combat, I just get bored and kind of walk off. Like, I'd Mm. like for there to be multiple ways to do this. And I just don't know if there are, because it's like, no, we're just going to get out of your way and let you experience this rich world full full of systems and consequences. But, like, I... I'd kind of rather have a video game I think, <laughs> than than just this weird simulation, because it's like it's got the worst of both worlds. Right. It's like it's clearly like up the ass of its story to the point where it's like you really shouldn't leave town until you solve this mystery. Like, I know it's just like some guy that you never met. He was dead before you even got here, but you really should solve this mystery before you leave this town. Otherwise, none of the NPC dialogues in the second town are going to trigger wink wink. <laughs> if you're going to do that, if you're going to make that story a thing that is so important that you more or less have to do it before you can move on, you need to fucking explain how to move it along. <laughs> because otherwise, you're, you're just like, all right, so we've made this. Amazing world simulation with all these elemental rules and all of these combat systems in it. And then what we're going to use that for is to just make a shitty adventure game instead of a simulation or an RPG. And it's, man, I don't know. I feel like I wasn't as angry about this until I started talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, I mean, it obviously provokes these strong feelings because there's something in there. It's just like... I don't want to just look at a walkthrough to figure out how to solve this fucking mystery.
2: Right.
1: You know? There's one, th- like, two of the suspects are people that I just have no idea where they are. So I don't know if there's just, like, a part of town that I haven't explored yet, and maybe that's where all of the dialogue options that actually huh. advance the thing would move along. Or what the fuck? If it's a
2: 3D space, you're screwed. because It's you'll not really a 3 It's the same quadrant.
1: Four but it's, it's top down. It's not like it's from a first person perspective. Hmm. It's got, you're, you're sort of, you know, I don't know. It's been hours since I had a fucking fight. Like I've gotten, you start, you make two guys, like you make two characters to start with. Okay. Which is interesting because you're also sort of managing the relationship between those two characters and hmm. you'll get into arguments and then you'll have to fucking play like nine rounds of rock, paper, scissors <laughs> to resolve arguments. I, luckily, I found out there's a fucking skip button that just makes it so it just plays all the rounds of rock, paper, scissors for you. Were
2: you pa- playing both sides of it? Yes.
1: No, you're not. <laughs> I don't know that. I, I, I You're just playing one particular side. And I, th- this might only happen in arguments with NPCs, but...
2: Okay. <laughs> that's,
1: uh, that'd be pretty funny because, you know, you just sort of decide...
2: Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just keep tying forever.
1: But you I'm really so like, like rock. You're trying to you can either like charm or intimidate or reason somebody into agreeing with you. And based on what your skill is at charm or intimidate or reason, that's how many sort of points you earn for a victory at rock, paper, scissors. And whatever theirs is is sort of opposed to you and like the okay. first to nine. Wins Like, if you have four charm, every rock, paper, scissors victory gives you four points down the sort of track to end the conversation. It is so fucking tedious. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why anyone thought that this system was a good idea. Riff, did you ever play Oblivion?
0: Um, no.
1: Listeners, somebody write in and explain what the... fuck was going on with that weird conversation mini game in oblivion because i never figured out well, anything about that
2: what was it yeah what is the mini game
1: i don't know it's just some weird mini game with some things swinging around and no matter what you say everyone's always angry at you um, uh-huh. yeah so i don't know this is no better like i i get how they want to add some game system stuff to something that isn't combat, right? Because right. that's the thing. The thing that the problem with an RPG that doesn't have combat in it, like a traditional RPG that doesn't have combat in it, is there's very little interesting additional verbs for them to give you if they're not like, this is a sword that will do extra damage against ghosts or whatever, right? <laughs> Unless it is just a whole bunch of, like, adventure game puzzly flag things. Like, when you try to systemize conversation systems, I think you run into the fact that it's, like, way harder to simulate a guy, you know, being grateful for the handjob you just gave him than it is to simulate a guy who's dead once you've hit him with a sword until all of his hit points are gone. Because that guy just has to lay there. But efforts to actually systemize conversation stuff are either so confusing in the case of a thing like Oblivion or just so dumb in the case of a, like, let's just keep playing rock, paper, scissors against each other right. until one of us scores nine points. Like, we've just agreed that this is how we're resolving all of our conflicts. Like, it's just like non-LARP vampire of the masquerade LARP. That,
0: that definitely sounds like something that could reasonably be hidden. I mean, you're, you're not actually playing rock, paper, scissors against the NPC. I mean, you are, but why would you need to do that? In in fiction, you aren't standing there with this shopkeeper playing rock, paper, scissors, I assume. So...
1: Well, I think you're reasoning with him, or you're trying yeah, to charm him. Yeah, exactly. Him, you're, right? you're, and-
0: you're doing that, but... Playing rock, paper, scissors against a computer, you might as well just roll a die. So why doesn't it just roll some dice in the background and tell you the ultimate result the way
1: Fallout does? Well, I mean, you could say the same thing about combat, though, right? Like, you're not actually taking turns hitting each other with your weapon until all of your muscles are gone or whatever. (laughs) Hmm. Right? Maybe it's just, it's an abstraction that we're accustomed to.
2: Are not strictly random in what they're choosing, though.
1: That's, that's certainly, co- like, if it's not true, if they're not doing some sort of pattern or strategy to the rock, paper, scissors, then it is absolutely pointless. Yeah. To have the game even that, be that, interactive. That so I have to believe, I, making. I have to believe that they are. All right? What was the, wasn't there like a radio lab about... Rock paper scissors software championship, where maybe there was like there's definitely strategies. There right? was a there was a prisoner's dilemma one, and I think that yeah. like I think it might have been the same the same issue the same episode where you always the domin- you always do whatever they did last time. Like the dominant rock paper scissors strategy it was like tit for, for tat. an AI was to I think the tit for tat was always the. That was the Prisoner's Dilemma when you always... Like, in repeated trials of the Prisoner's Dilemma, you always do what they did last time. But I think that also won rock, paper, scissors every time. Hmm. I tried that, and then it seemed like it was directly countering me. But... I don't know because it took so fucking long for the fucking stupid rock, paper, scissors animations to play that I got fed up and just hit the skip button every fucking time. Because also, you know what you do if you lose? You fucking reload from a quick save and you do it again until you (laughs) finally win nine fucking games of rock, paper, scissors in a row and you get the fucking conversational outcome that you want. Ugh. So this is the problem. Like, you want things in video games to not be completely deterministic but when it's like alright, now in this Fallout game, you your speech skill gives you a 25% chance of convincing this guy that this village of NPCs should become a new quest hub for you, instead of just fucking killing you and then also burning down your house in this other town, or right. whatever. So, of course you're gonna fucking quick save and just do it over and over again. You don't want it to be deterministic to the point where that won't work, because that causes all sorts of other stupid problems, like it does in XCOM, specifically so that you don't do this. But, like, Maybe just make it so if your speech score is high enough, you can do this thing. And if it's not, you could leave and come back when it is or just don't get the option at all, which it seems like New Vegas did do it that way. It just if you were close in stats or skills to a thing that would give you a special conversation option, it would show it up, but grayed out. And if you had it, it would give it to you, but it would always show you which ones the optional ones are kind of like FTL does. Where right. the, bonus, the bonus conversation outcomes are always like blue and they tell you why it is that you're able to do them.
0: They did that in uh, Vampire Masquerade too.
2: Yeah. They had oh, right. all
0: those different fonts.
1: Yeah, for like Intimidate and Crazy Malkavian. I wish that game was good enough to play again. I liked it a lot.
2: <clears throat> the third act, it really fell apart though. The well you just hated that whole sewer scene. Yeah. I would like to play that game with no combat. Hmm. I don't remember the combat. I just remember running around talking to people.
1: I think I shot a lot of dudes. I know I would just fire a gun into the air every time I got out of a taxi
2: because of <laughs> that bug. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. I'm oh, I'm excited to be back
1: in Santa Monica. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Any news catch anybody's eye? Mm. Twitch has yeah, gone off the rails. Yeah, Twitch thing. Uh, you're not allowed to just do a Twitch stream of just uh, a camera pointed at your television tuned to network TV? <laughs>
2: they, they shut down Justin.TV with no warning, apparently. And people have like two weeks to get any kind of archives it, off if they want or something.
1: Was any was I don't actually know what that even means. Justin.tv was just live streaming. That's what streaming. it was to start with, right? I mean it was just a live streaming thing. But I mean I what I mean was. is what what who was using it and for what and how much stuff Anything was there. Anything that wasn't
2: game content. Because right. Twitch is just for games. Right? So if you wanted to like here's a cooking here, I'm gonna like
1: stream every time i make a dish on tv and you can watch me cook so was there even one percent as much of that as there was twitch stuff like this is what i'm saying like i i understand what it is i don't understand how it was being used and to know whether it's actually a big deal or if it's just people being pissed off because people are always going to be pissed off about everything all the time
2: people are always gonna be pissed off and i'm sure that that's part of it um people were still using the service because there are people that are upset that it went away were uh, they
1: still using it or were they just upset on behalf of the imaginary people in their heads and the fact that there was no notice given was also upsetting to it's us not like it's just we are shutting this down so get your stuff out
2: we well, like so like as of today you can't broadcast live anymore like that was that was like the main thing it was like with no like in two weeks we're gonna be turning this off or whatever. So say goodbye or whatever. It was just like oh it's has gone, right? So that was potentially shocking to some people. Um, but then that immediately followed by the weird like we're no longer you can no longer archive stuff for longer than two weeks yeah. on Twitch. Although and then that, also
0: that makes sense because apparently pretty like everybody streaming was just automatically archiving all their shit and it was. Yeah, it was tons and tons hundred, hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of terabytes of shit that nobody was ever looking at. So,
2: it was very 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 little. I they I feel like they could have just deleted the stuff that nobody had ever watched and that would have been fine. And the stuff that people actually occasionally did watch could maybe have stuck around. But uh, what do I know?
0: I was also reading the the, the thing about them uh, muting detected copyrighted music is only going to be for archive stuff and not
2: for live streams. That is my understanding. Yeah. So it's, that
0: seems not as bad, especially if the archives are not going to be that big a deal anymore.
1: It's also possible that they say they're only keeping stuff for two weeks in the same way that we say it takes three to six weeks to ship a t-shirt, right? Not because it does, but because it might sometimes and they might just be reserving the right to delete stuff that has never been watched that's more than a couple of weeks old hmm. you know
2: yeah it's just a it was just a bunch of changes coming all at the same time which is i feel like a
1: lot of speculation is that that's just cuz of the yeah, cuz they want to get bought
2: purchase yeah
1: i mean i don't know i kind of always just tend towards the like this is a free service, so you don't really get to, like, sure. you know, you don't get to tell them how to run it. Like, I there probably are some people who pay for the, like, premium version of Twitch, but that is mm. sure as shit not where they're making their money. Right. You know, so.
2: They're, they've got to be making money from ads, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the only way anybody does anything on the internet these days. Jeez what else another more hearthstone sure there's another uh, another one of those Naxx another Ramus. one of those five quarters of Nax remus came out and i played it and had fun
0: kind of makes me want to use a log back into wow and go so is that
1: okay. possible yeah you would like this hearthstone stuff riff uh,
0: i feel like i would have to play too much of it to acquire the cards I would need to make decks that would be able to beat those bosses.
1: No, I've seen... <clears throat> there are deck lists that are all just common cards. Like, if you... You still have to collect the common
2: cards, though, right?
1: No, all of the neutral common cards you start with. Hmm. Um, hmm. You have to unlock the class cards, which you might have to play a handful of games with each class to... Um, fuck, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but there are There are specific strategies that you can use. There are decks that you can build to beat these guys without having to buy any cards or really have anything that's particularly rare. They're not necessarily like the easiest way to do it or the best way to do it, but, like... I don't know. It's weird. Like There are some very powerful strategies in the metagame that you can pull off with very, very cheap cards. Hmm. Um, The rare cards tend to not... it, It is not entirely true that they're like the two mana just buys you more features in a rare card than it does in a common card. Right. But it's largely just these things are weirder and situationally useful as opposed to like just straight up more powerful. Hmm. They're just, they're just more interesting. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm still having fun with it. Rare magic cards
2: were often just straight up more powerful, right?
1: I don't think that they tended to do things like this rare is just higher power and toughness for the same casting cost, but they would put stronger like tap abilities on them and stuff, but some of them were just weird. I mean, like sleight of mind and magical hack were both rares and those were like weirdly powerful in the right. Those were the ones that would just sort of change a color or a land type Hmm. on another card. Those were like weirdly powerful, but mostly just weird okay i think they probably stripped those out of the set eventually just because of too many confusing ruling things yeah. with them but like the cards that were so powerful that they had to be completely removed from the set were all commons like the, the not moxes. the moxes not the moxes but like the power nine the ones that didn't seem like the berserk they were a big deal yeah berserk berserk was a rare though oh. but like lightning bolt it's fucking red common but it was like removed for being too powerful, right? So I don't I don't think it was like a thing where like that would have been okay at rare. You know? Mm-hmm. I just I like I think they generally don't do just this thing is straight up a better version of another thing because it is rarer. But who knows? Mark Rosewater knows. <laughs> Mark Rosewater knows basically everything. It's so great. It must be so great to be him. <laughs> <laughs> assignment yeah Crypt the necro dancer hell yeah we all fucking loved it it was f- yep. fucking great it's really good it's uh, weird that we're all in agreement <laughs> you
2: tap you, ta- you
1: tap around you go yeah boom boom yep. boom boom although i spent 90 percent of my time playing it playing on bard oh really uh yeah so you'd have to because i just wanted to both like way more than the practice rooms bard is a way to just kind of learn how the game works in a lower pressure environment. And it is weird to me that as the bard, you can still do all the unlocks. Because I'm like, well, I'm just going to yeah. play this on easy until I unlock everything and then go back in on the normal difficulty mode with...
2: I mean, who? but you're not hurting anybody but yourself, right? Yeah, sure. I'm not
1: hurting myself. So then you're fine. I'm having a lot of fun. I think this game is good even without the music element. Just the turn based. Yeah, it's just a pretty interestingly designed roguelike.
2: It I find it I find like how well I do is so dramatically tied to the first handful of power ups that I get. Like Mm. if I can get a good ranged weapon or a and like a a strong torch. Mm. I'm going to yeah. do so much yeah. getting, better.
0: Getting a torch and a spear early
2: is pretty what important What do the
1: to torches
2: do? They let you see beyond the walls. And how is that advantageous? Because you get to see all, where all the secret yeah, you can see compartments where secret are, where all the are and... super nice chests and gold piles and stuff are. No, but you
1: still find all those. You just...
2: Uh, not before time runs out, usually. Time runs out. So if you're playing on Bard, yeah. you don't realize that <laughs> at the end of the song, it just takes you to the next level and the songs are about 2 or 3 minutes long.
1: Oh, wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Okay, well then that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I am um, I sort of like the
2: Whips. I don't understand them? I have not
0: had a lot of opportunity to figure At them out. At first
2: I thought I thought, "Oh my god, this
1: strikes things like a knight's move, but that's not true no it's like the broadsword except instead of attacking everything in three across in front of you it attacks one thing in five across in front of you but
2: it's not oh is
1: it five across yeah i believe so because it goes around corners in weird ways but i'm pretty sure it's always just like a line adjacent to you unless unless i was that would make
2: way more sense that would probably be consistent with what i was seeing and just not understanding but it's also like i can be i thought with a whip i could move right up next to something and it wouldn't attack them
1: if there's something else in the something else that it would attack first i think it does it leftmost first okay relative to to where you're moving i don't exactly understand the morning star works slightly differently I've than never, that i've never i've not unlocked the morning star um, and I don't really know. <laughs> and then there's like the longsword, which is like the spear, but you also move. That's the rapier. It's the rapier. Oh, yeah. okay. What's the longsword? Longsword, I think,
0: is... Is it just the is, same as the spear? I think it's both the spear and the broadsword. Oh, okay. Wow, really? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it, it. it's not like you can't hit something on a
2: knight's move from you. But you can but hit something that is diagonal oh,
0: or two away in front of you.
2: Oh wow, that's great! Yeah. There's, and so, golden variants—they just drop more gold.
0: Oh, okay.
2: And then I think the blood, blood. ones occasionally heal you. I—that's what I had thought, but I don't know that I ever saw it actually heal. Yeah, me.
0: I never saw it actually happen, but I have had one and then noticed that it seemed like I had more health than I ought to.
2: Okay. Um, and then there's just versions that are just stronger, that do more damage, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Does a shovel ever break? What
0: good is a titanium shovel?
2: You can dig through harder substances. Okay.
1: Are there only two levels? That was what the pickaxe was for, that?
2: There's at least two, <clears throat> and then there's the The walls. pickaxe,
1: you can, but it takes more hits. Okay. So... The titanium shovel is just like a faster, stronger pick-sack. picksack.
2: Yeah. Um. I remember being delighted when I learned that you could bomb out the walls of the shops to get more gold. Yeah. Because <laughs> those walls collapse into 10 gold each square, so if you mm. put a bomb in the corner. Or if you're on the second level and you hit one of those exploding mushrooms, yep. it'll bomb Man. for you.
0: The, the difficulty increase from area one to area two...
2: It's kind of insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I have gotten to two, three a couple of times, but generally speaking, area two is kicking my ass. And the the speed at which I am improving has slowed way down.
1: I don't really understand how those armadillo things work.
2: If you are in the same row or column with them, they start rolling towards you. Uh,
1: No, I understand when they're rolling, but I- constantly take damage trying to get adjacent to them when they're laying on their backs and i don't understand on their backs they shouldn't hurt you they do every time Mm -hmm. so i don't know what i'm missing
2: there there are times that i take damage and i don't know why um and that's frustrating that that shrine of rhythm or whatever (laughs) that fucking that one is rough so like what are the advantages of these shrines i'm not sure the shrine of glass just turns everything you have to glass which is interesting but uh usually a dumb idea unless yeah. you're really really good well, is okay. the glass stuff better glass stuff is crazy strong yeah
0: like it's I don't strong, understand but eventually it breaks
2: well no it, if you take damage it breaks yeah. Take, yeah so but I don't understand the. so the glass armor is just like one hit of really strong protection I guess the glass weapon is like it'll do four hearts of damage until you until you get hit or whatever it's super super strong but
0: and the, there's that shrine of war that that gives you the clairvoyance, but I didn't. There's got to be some downside that I didn't pick up on.
1: And there's one that like converts your weapon to a blood weapon, but reduces you to half a heart.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: And that man, Which, that shrine of rhythm that uh, will just kill you if a, you miss a beat, and occasionally drop, drop out, out a beat of to cause yeah. you to do that. That was man. That That's really brutal. confused me until I, like, remembered to watch the replay one time when I died, and because I hmm. couldn't figure—what the hell killed me? I guess I watched this replay and saw that empty beat go by. It's like, oh, you son of a bitch!
1: Yep. The fact that the shopkeepers sing along oh, to the soundtrack is, the is so, so good. So good.
0: I, hope, I hope they get enough money to re-record those with an actual opera singer.
1: Oh, no way. It's so good. It's aw- oh, I love it the way that it is. Oh, with the it sounds just good. It sounds it. great,
0: yeah. but I'd love to hear it live, though.
1: He, uh, he gets I like affected. it better with auto-tune.
2: He's, he's affected with uh, by fear spells. I, I chased oh, really? him out of the store once.
1: Yeah, I remember <laughs> r- walking into once, and he was like huddled up in the corner of his store, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Are the scrolls with the spells on them predictable? Like I believe is? that
2: they're the same every time. Okay, that's, the, that's. I think the black is always fear, that's, and the white nice. is always, or the
1: blue is always freeze or something. It's weird that they don't just, they just call have them. Their name. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, I wonder if on harder difficulties they are randomized because that's a very yeah. rogue-like thing to do to the player is to randomize right the effects of of potions and scrolls. <clears throat> the um the the shopkeeper singing thing reminded me of sort of what I wanted to be the case in Transistor where they had recorded humming Um, along with every audio track so you could always just hit that button to listen to that but I wish to fuck it had just been a toggle so that you could turn it on and then play the game with that additional thing happening on the soundtrack because like with this like you can just hang out in the shop if you want to and keep listening to that um but i guess not understanding that there was a time limit because i only played the baby version of the game for bald bard babies
2: <laughs>
1: i did not i did not know that
2: you could just play it like a turn based roguelike that's cool
1: it's great it really holds up huh. like i wondered if when i first was playing it i was like wow the the rhythm game nature of this really like makes it impressive even though it's just a pretty a pretty straightforward basic roguelike. But like, no, it's actually a really good, really tightly designed roguelike. Huh.
2: Like that like my skill has definitely improved. Like I can now yeah. generally fight dragons and win and stuff. But if that depends a little bit on the environment, you know? You the, need you need a bunch of vertical space to yeah. to effectively fight a dragon.
0: My my problem is that I am I am torn between like having to hit that fast rhythm ruins the part of my brain that lets me make sound
2: tactical decisions, <laughs> which I think is part of the point. Yes, of the game, definitely. Right? But yeah, Whew.
0: rough.
1: If bard mode was just crazy easy, then I would, then I would agree with you. I mean, I think I do agree with you that it is the point that it's difficult, but I think it's way too difficult for me, as is evidenced by the fact that even when I have as much time as I want, I still can't like, reliably do super well. I can't even imagine how hard zone 4 is going to be. <laughs> yeah, oh, no kidding. God,
2: I was able to get through to zone 2 and get to like 3-2 once maybe, but like...
1: Yeah, I've yet to make it past 3-1. I, only,
2: I, only, I have only been able to beat zone 2 once... So I don't know that I have consistently mastered that by any means. There's still some kind of monster on the in the first zone that I've never encountered, which is hmm. weird. Some, some kind of bat.
1: Like a red bat?
2: I think it's the one beyond the red bat.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Because there's red bats that just move every turn.
2: Right. And I don't... Those are weird because those are random as far as i can tell right like the 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 direction they go is just
0: it's um i was i there's a guy i saw linked on twitter today that has a list of like short one minute long videos that show that show you how to beat every monster individually okay the key to the red bat is that if Like, say, look at the, if you, if you look at the board as being like a a chess board with like white squares and black squares, except they're glowing squares and dirt squares. Right. If you are on the same color square as a red bat, the red bat will always hit you. And if you're on, I might have this reversed, but if you're, if you're on the opposite color square of the bat, then it cannot hit you. Right. That makes sense is is basically the key to that.
1: Yeah, so I didn't understand until I was playing a lot of bard mode that digging is a way of just wasting a turn. Yeah.
2: Changing changing your phase basically. Yeah, that's
0: you know. a that's a, a key realization.
2: And the drum I
1: haven't played with what, the does the that drum. Do? what does that the, do?
2: The drum all it does is it just you, you stand there and you beat the drum oh, once. Oh, nice. Hmm. So it's it's like it's like huh. being able to dig without having to be in huh.
1: a wall. Neat.
2: Hmm. Yeah. It's like super tactically strong and
0: that, that would be easier if it were easier for, or that would be that would be better suited to me I feel if it weren't kind of hard for me to accurately hit two arrow keys at the same time
2: <laughs> right like it's that's the that's the double challenge Yeah. There.
0: so did you Dancer?
1: have, have you guys stuff.
0: found that potion I don't know what you mean by the potion there is a potion it looks just like a red legend of Zelda potion I found it once, and Dan Bob has talked about running into it a couple of times. I found it in a in a hidden room, uh, okay. a hidden room that I had to bomb into because it was it was the 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 rocky dirt walls all the way around it, and it's it doesn't go into a usable item slot. It goes up in your equipment. Okay, and I have no idea what it does. It, it, it's not it, like it
1: doesn't bring you back to life if you die. N-
0: nope, it doesn't. It didn't heal me or anything I don't know what it's for I don't know that I've encountered that it may be like this game's eggplant
2: huh yeah maybe something special happens if you complete the level with while still holding that or something Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen it
1: alright what are we doing next
2: I am going to suggest that we play Road Not Taken. It's a just a super recently released game by Spry Fox. They're the people that made Triple Town and a couple other games in that oeuvre.
0: I believe that is a thing that is free on PlayStation 4 if you have PS Plus this month. Well, gosh.
1: Yeah. What an opportunity for those people.
2: It's also available on Mac and PC.
1: And it's also like 12 bucks. Yes. To the humble would get.
2: I don't know if it's on Steam. It is on Steam. Mm. It is on Steam? Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, then I'm going to pay whatever it costs on Steam, because I love DRM. (laughs) Derm. Cool, guys. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a uh, question for our ever-skipped listener's mail segment, how would they do that? Uh, They could tweet
2: us at VGHotDog. They could email us, VGHotDog at gmail.com and they could go to our website videogameshotdog.com where there's a form to submit questions and comments.
1: You know guys, we've been uh, pretty reliably in the top 300 video games podcasts in <laughs> the iTunes rankings oh, yeah? and you know all it takes all it takes to rocket us up that chart is just a handful of people giving us ratings and reviews. So Have so, we
2: really been in the top 300? Yeah, yeah. Oh, No, we
1: really consistently uh, you can always find us the KOL show you find sometimes. But okay. uh, yeah, Video Games Hot Dog is always there when I look now. Nice. It is because we have made it, <laughs> sort of. But we can make it even further with your help. Seriously, though, guys, like you, Charles, right now, just take a minute, go to iTunes, just say, cool podcast, bros, as a review, mm-hmm. give us a rating, 9, 12, 14 stars, however many you think. It'll help. It'll help. It'll give us that much-needed visibility
2: I like that if you say nice podcast bros with no comma, it's like he's talking about us. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then if it's nice podcast comma bros, it's like he's talking to us. And In
1: put, fact, an, Charles... put
0: an E on the end and he's talking about you know, not our nice podcast broetry.
1: Charles but Atlas, our bros. say it with a comma. Charles Broden, uh, <laughs> say it without the comma.
0: Okay. And uh, you can follow us on our personal Twitters. At, uh, was I'm at Rifflesby and Kevin is at Puzzle Theory and Zach is at. You're using the EvilJick. Is that correct? No, Zap no. Jackson. EvilJick J- evil
1: is long gone. Okay. Twitter just lets you change that, and that's so fucking weird. That is very strange to me. It's so fucking
2: weird. And what was it like? Somebody was like holding a a really short Twitter handle hostage for a while. Oh, yeah, I
0: heard about that. It was like a one a, a one letter Twitter thing yeah. account that got hacked and was extortioning the guy
2: yep
1: at e or
2: something
0: or
1: it's weird to him. me that with that many people that they can not have race conditions on on changes to that one thing right because unless you change it so fast those guys those guys they're some engineers we should go say hi to them we should go say hi to them with like a bomb and see how <laughs> much damage we can do they're super fast
2: they'd be able to just man wouldn't it be super fucked
1: if somebody bombed the twitter offices right after we released this and they're like they finger us
2: i don't i don't want does finger even work anymore <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah probably if you're on you know if you're on a unix machine we i don't so know what RG? happens if we finger each other on dev can we be gophered yeah you can probably go for us you can veronica us at uh aol keyword video games hot dog gentlemen <laughs> I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 164 of video games hot dog with you and I hope we do it real soon again.
2: Yes again, indeed. Real soon. Okay. Okay. Again.
1: And until then, keep your head on the toilet and keep reaching for the fridge. Have a great weekend. Amen. Relax. The
0: the crows get to him and there's just the skeleton hanging from a hard hat.